0: Welcome, we have been talking about this Everybody has been anxious and excited And DMing us questions if they can't be on it So it is finally here And if you listen to the Hey Frazier podcast You know I'm your host Sarah Frazier, Along with Andrea Lopez And a couple of weeks ago A longtime friend of the show Who we absolutely adore Danielle aka Danny Starr Was on the podcast and had said on the show We need to do a white woman AMA that white women can come into a space and ask questions that they've always had about race. Uh, crazy enough, that was four weeks ago. That before you know the murder of George Floyd, before the Ahmaud Aubrey video had come out, before the Breonna Taylor murder. Here we are and so it was just It was like the timing we had To do this and Danielle is Awesome enough to be here Tonight so as we've been Promoting and telling you This is a safe space a Non-judgment space where you Can ask questions about race What do you want to know Everybody across the world Across the country is Standing up protesting and I Think having questions like Never before but Danielle Will answer that for us here In a second so I'm going to Introduce her AJ and I are Going to be bringing your Comments onto the screen we Also had a A lot of people submit questions So we'll read from those You guys can ask anything That you have wanted to know We do want to give you Fair warning though On this show If somebody is racist In the chat room We are going to block you If you have a legitimate question About dealing with racism Or something that's happened to you Fine, but you guys all know what we mean If we have some crazy confederate Not out here, you know, posting the flag Y'all are getting banned <laughs> Okay, it's not gonna happen But minus yeah. that, with respect If you have a question, we get it, no problem Please, right now, we are live on YouTube On Periscope, on Twitch Share this video with someone Danielle, aka Danny Starr Is about to do an AMA For not only white people, but non-black people Who have questions about race and Black Lives Matter Start a watch party on your Facebook group right now uh, Comment, share the link On YouTube, Twitch, wherever you are watching us Later in the hour, we're going to be joined By longtime social activist Marcia Dyson She's also an author, and now she lobbies On Capitol Hill with many uh, women of color And um, black organizations to help expand Black Lives Matter, so she'll join us Okay, with that, please welcome (laughs) The woman that we adore and love And she's awesome to be here tonight And give us her energy, Danielle, a.k.a. DNA Star
1: hi ladies okay first and foremost thank you so much sarah for letting me uh take over your platform a little bit and for sitting into the discomfort because we did have this conversation the first time you said i just get nervous that i'm gonna say the wrong thing and so that is why i actually wanted to have this space because i get being in that position of being frozen and not knowing what to say um but we got to push through that if we are going to make systemic change which without a doubt I see it, okay? I see the systemic change happening. I've never seen it like this before. The momentum is crazy. Um, for those of you who don't know, Minneapolis, born and raised, okay? Miss Minnesota 2007, that is my home. To watch it burn down, to watch another murder alive on the internet, it's time for systemic change, and you guys are going to be a part of that. Let's do it. Yes!
0: Oh my God, we're empowered. And, and you're right And it, I, I'm, you're going to Kind of take it away here But I will say After we had that conversation I keep educating myself I keep, you know Forcing myself To have uncomfortable conversations And one of the tipping points Was watching Ahmaud Aubrey Walk into that construction site Because as a white person I've done that many times And no mm-hmm. one's ever questioned me No one's ever followed me No one's ever videotaped me In fact, they've come over And asked me if I wanted to buy the house And y'all know I don't have three nickels To rub together So there you go, okay Now, so You're going to kind of Take it away they start and then whenever you're ready you tell us and we'll add question ask the questions but it's it is hard to do uncomfortable things but people all across America are coming together and asking and talking tough combos
1: it is um, if you don't mind I would first like to take um, and one of you got to do the timing please but I would like to take 30 seconds of silence okay please. For Ahmad Arbery, for Brianna Taylor, for um, George Floyd, for Tamir Rice, for, for Sandra Bland, for Eric Garner, for the countless names that have been turned into hashtags. I think we, um, I think we need to take a moment of silence and honor what their lives have now become.
0: Okay, you guys. That was thirty seconds.
1: Thank you, Sarah. Um, I want to start by saying this: I, as a black woman, have been extremely—I um, have lived in fear for a really long time, and not even necessarily about my life. Yes, that is one of the things, but also just um, in having to in having to watch my language and having to watch my responses to people and having to like police myself, like, oh, you can't say this even if it's how you feel, even if you are angry, you know, calm yourself down. And this is why I definitely wanted to have this talk. I wanted people to be able to ask questions. Um, I firmly believe that storytelling saves lives. And so when we start to answer these questions, when we start this dialogue, this is the only way. I'm seeing people all across the nation say things like, I had no idea. And my response to that is, you just weren't listening. You just weren't listening. Because people have been saying this over and over again. So I'm gonna ground us in love and peace and let you know that this is actually gonna be very traumatic for me. But because I believe in systemic change and because I believe that this world can be better, I am willing to take it. Like, I am all for it. So hit me with them, Sarah. (laughs)
0: All right, first up is Chrissy I know, it's like you get chills Chrissy wants to know, Danny, how do you explain to someone who thinks being privileged is materials Or they don't consider themselves privileged because they too also grew up with people who were homeless Came from nothing or were poor
1: Great question So basically this is how um, my big brother said this once He said, have you ever been, as a white person, have you ever been Pulled over by the police and thought in that moment, damn, I wish I was black. Absolutely not. Anybody who is pulled over to the, by the police does not hope that they are black. You know what I mean? And privilege is not about material things, okay? We're talking about that innate privilege. We're talking about the power that comes with white skin in general, okay? We can both be from the ghetto. We can both be from the hood. We can both be from trailer parks. It doesn't matter. The fact that your skin gives you Automatic benefits that mine does not. Right. The fact that Sarah, like you said, you've walked into multiple constructed construction sites and never been questioned. And that same situation killed him on Arberry, that is the privilege that we're talking about. So it's not about, oh, my dad worked really hard. I'm sure your dad did. You're still white. And being white in America is definitely safer. And there is no denying that at this point than being black in America.
0: Think Danny and I know you know you do This work every day do you have any Suggestions because I know a lot of white People on here and myself included we all Have aunts and uncles that do not believe White privilege is real is there any do You think just keeping having the Conversation because I think I've learned Through this you never know when someone's Aha moment is going to be but what do you Think what do you
1: how I think go ahead I Think if I think if your white family Members watched George Floyd be murdered On the internet watch him suffer to breathe for 8 minutes watch them even after even after he stopped breathing continue to have their knee on his neck i think those people will never change if they can say well what did he did what did he do before it well he has a criminal record mm-hmm. well no you're that is that is racism at its best and some of those people you're not going to be able to change their minds i can i can't, I can't We're everybody's not going to be on the side of justice and freedom and and, you know, peace for everyone. But the people who are on the fence, that's who we're talking about, because we can bring some people over to really understand. And I've seen it in my DMs. People are coming out like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. And I'm like, that's okay, but let's let's get to work. So you're not going to be able to change everyone. But you cannot sit in silence. That is the first thing I will say to you if your your uncle is racist if your auntie is racist and they're spewing off racist things in front of you you have to commit to anti-racism because if you allow that you are complicit
0: I know and I think that's the hardest work within my own family because you know it's like oh shit you want to keep the peace but how do you do it now do you recommend taking them
1: aside and having a conversation do you No. oh you call call it out right there (laughs) right then and that's what it's about about sitting in the discomfort and I know and I'm telling you I know that's uncomfortable but you know what's more uncomfortable dying with a cop's knee on your neck. So, like, if you don't say something, think about what that could lead to. Think about the next time your racist, not you, Sarah, but your racist uncle or your racist auntie sees a black person walking down the street and then they're like, oh, my gosh, they're suspicious. I'm going to call the police. That one suspicious phone call can get my people killed. We cannot do that anymore. We cannot be silent. It is the time to speak up. Always okay. and that's what being Committed to anti-racism is
0: 100% now got we've, we've got a pretty Vulnerable question here uh, from Jennifer I didn't know that There were different shades of Black skin until I was 22 I Didn't know that there were Quote light skinned or dark Skinned etc I thought there Were white people and black People can you talk about Sensitivities around the Different shades
1: absolutely um, Just like we talk about you know white privilege i am fully aware that i have light skin privilege which means that i am often treated differently than my dark skin brothers and sisters okay so we if i'm able to recognize my own light skin privilege so this means people when they say things like oh she's got good hair what makes hair good you know what i'm saying or right. oh you know or or guys who say i won't date dark skin girls what Hello, internal oppression. No, these are the things we have to bring to the forefront. Yes, there are multiple shades. Melanin. Co- my mom is an undercover sister, okay? You look at my mom. She is white passing. She is still a black woman. We come in all different shades, all different sizes. We are not just like white people aren't all the same shade. Might, you know what I'm saying? Like Just like you guys are not all the same shade. Some of you tan a little better than others, yeah, okay? you've got Italian skin, all kinds of yes. different. Yes, well, we this- are not all the same shade, but I will say without a doubt, Often I am mortified at how, you know, what it took for people to think dark skinned women were beautiful? Lupita Nyongo. All of a sudden they were like, oh, she's so beautiful. I'm like, you know how many dark skinned black women are out here drop dead gorgeous? You know, like, but it took Lupita Nyongo for somebody to be like, oh, black, you know, dark skinned black women are beautiful now. No, they've always been beautiful. You've been racist.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay good oh, I think that's great um, All right this is a follow-up to that though And this was a submission from someone who couldn't join tonight And they wanted to know how much prejudice is there Within the black community against other black people
1: Wow um, that's a hard question because for me You know I can't speak for all black people obviously But I can speak um, I can speak for my own experiences And I think that sometimes like the black elite the, the black people who get to a certain point of power okay. who have a certain amount of money often look down at the other black people who don't okay um which is really frustrating you know it's like Because at the same, if you look at that and you think about that deeply, a lot of that is internalized oppression. Like, oh, I'm not like them anymore. Well, what's so bad about, you know, the system is what's holding people back so much. So it just doesn't make sense to me that when you, like you should never forget where you came from. It's literally how you became who you are. I think a lot of times that there's this separation because it's like, I'm not like them. But again, I think it all stems from systemic racism. I really do, because of colorism, because of money, because of all these different things. But at the end of the day, we gotta really get to the root of it. And the root of it is our self-hatred, because the world has told us that we're not good enough, that we're not smart enough, that our brown skin is not where it's at. You know there's so many Different things and I think That we have to get to the Root of it because if we Don't we're going to just Keep making the same Mistakes over and over
0: uh, Guys if you're just Joining the live stream Right now Danielle aka Danny Starr is here Doing an AMA on racism Black lives matter any Question you've ever Wanted to ask uh, if you're a White person or a non Black person so if you Have a question leave it In the comments we're Going to try to get to Every single one Sarah Asks she's a mother of Biracial children half Black son who is light light-skinned. how Explain to other white people who just don't get it that my son will still inevitably, inevitably be affected by racism. So many people seem to think because he is light, he won't have to worry about someone being racist. This is a really good question
1: real talk sarah if those people are continuing to question if your son is in danger because of his black skin those probably aren't your people you shouldn't have to prove to those people the differences that your son is going to have to experience there are videos all over the internet that are showing you know black men getting gunned down my brother is as light as they come with green eyes and he was stopped by the police for walking in a crosswalk when he was supposed to walk in the crosswalk when it was time to walk. So there, you know, again, you're not going to prove everything to everyone, but there are a multitude of resources that show like, it doesn't matter if you, your dark skinned black people are gonna experience a lot. I experience a lot. I have, you know, nieces and nephews who, who are almost passing, but you know what kind of racism they experience? You know what kind of racism my mom experiences? When people see her, she looks white to them. But the moment they find out who her daddy is The moment they know who her dad is And that her dad was black Boom, that's where the racism ramps up So it might not even be about what he looks like It might be about who his daddy is And when people find that out They're not gonna, they're not always going to accept that So it's so much deeper than what you look like It could be who you are Who you're um, related to What that means Okay, this is a
0: big one from Carla uh, I, I'm going to actually not put it up Because I, I don't want to Hi, do. Hold on. Um oh no. Okay, here it is. Carla writes how Respond to co-workers or Supervisors who tell you you Have attitude are aggressive or are Threatening when you speak up For yourself when you challenge Work policies I sent Sarah an Email and Carla was on my list Of questions um, she had an Experience recently I'm Latina But learned uh, other wi- uh, women who Are African-American who worked With me were experiencing the Same thing and felt obligated To resign because it became too Much to deal with let's talk Workplace Danny w- okay a lot of People are asking this question Through Throughout the feed What can you do In a workplace To address racism Or when you've been Labeled as a woman Of color That you have attitude Or you're aggressive
1: I legitimately think This is where White allies come in And what I mean By that is First and foremost If I am passionate Like me I I talk with my hands, I talk passionately. You wouldn't believe the amount of times that someone has called me aggressive when I was just being passionate. You would not believe the amount of times. And at the end of the day, there is this angry black woman, there's this spicy Latina, you know, like there's this, oh, she's feisty, all this stuff. There's so many stereotypes that follow women of color. And at the end of the day, one, you have a human resources office, okay? You better file those complaints because baby, especially now, they are not going to be messing around. You better understand the power that you hold. Take it back. And I will say, sometimes it isn't going to be in your best interest. I have walked away from a few jobs because of that. Um, but you have to commit to certain things. You have to understand who you're working for also. My recommendation for anyone who is getting hired at sometime soon, they always ask you always. You know, do you have any questions for us? Absolutely, I do. Are you committed to dismantling racism? Yeah. I'm not gonna work for a company who can't say yes. Imagine sitting in a, in, a, in a meeting or just walk into your human resource office and say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. And if they give you any pushback, you say to them, I'm confused because what I'm hearing is that you're not committed to dismantling racism. And that doesn't sit well with me as an employee of your business. I guarantee you they will fix that problem.
2: I, okay, I love that.
0: that's a great point.
2: AJ, I Go. have a follow up to that because I know as a Latina, I was the token Hispanic girl. I was the token Spanish friend. So, what's your advice to somebody who um, is just the token and the minority in the group at school, workplace? Do they stand yeah. out? Do they try to blend in? What do they do? You be you. And I will say this also. I hid behind that I look
1: back at some of my pictures on Instagram and mm-hmm. I see my own hashtag hashtag token black and I'm so upset with myself but also I recognize growth right mm-hmm. you know my entire friend group um, I grew up in Minnesota white people everywhere so you just had to get fit in where you, you know get in where you fit in um, but what I realized is that I had so many uncomfortable moments that i didn't speak on because i was like well it's just me like no one's gonna understand or you know what i mean the that token we first of all we have to stop doing that to ourselves we can't we can't accept being the token black or the token latina we can not accept that you know or the token asian friend no you know why because it it, what that is is survival and i understand Mm -hmm. that but it makes our friends think that it's okay and even though i understand it is a defense mechanism no we don't have to we shouldn't have to live our lives constantly stifling our own discomfort to make our other friends feel better they should be understanding how ridiculous this is and having these conversations with that said if you have a minority group like a minority in your friend group whether that be a latina whether that, that be a black girl whether that be an asian woman man whoever it is if you have never had a conversation about race you are not their real friend if you have never asked about wow. their experiences as a person of color, you are not real friends because every single person of color has a story to tell, trust and believe it. So, again, if you're sitting in here and you're listening and you, you think, oh, I'm really good friends with so-and-so, we never discuss race. Y'all are not as good as friends as you think you are.
2: Start talking about it. Mm. I just got chills, and I'm tearing up. I'm, I'm,
1: <laughs> Listen, so, I'm going I'm gonna, to I'm gonna be very honest with you. I was the only... You're going to make me cry, AJ. I know, okay. you're making me cry. <laughs> I had friends... Mm. <laughs> mm. I had friends for 20-plus years. And I made that joke over and over again about being the token black and damn it this mascara is not waterproof so just work with me i had friends for 20 plus years i told them that i was starting to feel uncomfortable as the only black woman in our group of friends i told them that for 20 years i had stifled so many moments of discomfort to make them feel better i told one of them that i did in her wedding because I loved her more than my own discomfort, even though we knew she was marrying a racist. All of those friends disappeared because that conversation made them uncomfortable. So we cannot make fun of ourselves anymore because we are starting to let people think it's acceptable, and it's not. And honestly, that 20 years of friendship, I'm happy it's gone because I didn't deserve that. Okay, and when people show you their real colors, you gotta believe it, baby. You have to. We are no longer gonna make jokes at our own expense. We are no longer gonna hashtag token anything because, no, first of all, you should never it's okay to be in a whole white neighborhood and still want to have black friends like you have to expand yourself if you are only surrounded by a certain amount of people of course you're only going to have one type of perspective there are ways now i'm not saying go out and just ask random, pla- ask random black people to be your friend <laughs> but damn it get into groups join book clubs do whatever you have to do to get around people who do not look like you do not think like you and that can give you some more perspective and let the other ones go let them go Uh, Laura asks a
0: question She says uh, Danielle I've heard it said That it's important For white people To join alongside With African Americans In solidarity Instead of having Their own feel good rally That it's not the time For white people To do their own thing What are your thoughts?
1: Oh absolutely I I just don't I I honestly don't understand that Like if you're going to do A you can show up like white women for black lives. Hell yes. Nurses for black lives. Absolutely. I'd show up to one of your rallies. I'm not going to start my own. Do you know how weird I look just walking around with a sign like <laughs> black women for white lives? Like ah. I'm all for it. Like I'm here to support everyone. I-, I ground myself in love and acceptance and all those things. But join alongside black people, white people who are not really... Who may be on the fence or on the edge, they want to see you standing with us so that they know it's okay, so that they feel comfortable. Because what happens is you have an all-white space where you're supporting black people. Somebody in there's gonna say some crazy stuff, and a black person or a person of color is not there to be like, wait a minute, this is actually not okay. You know what I'm saying? So obviously, you know, and and for anybody to to tackle onto that, for anybody who's like, Well, black only spaces are racist no they're not you know what black only spaces are you know what black affinity spaces are safe they're safe for black people they're places where you know no one's gonna say anything Mm. ignorant to you where you can say what you want what you've been going through y'all don't need that you got it everywhere Y'all can be in Starbucks And not have the police Called on you When you're sitting there Waiting for somebody to come You know what I'm saying So right. there are multiple things
0: um, We're getting this Multiple times Okay And I, I know you touched on it At the beginning Danielle But uh, Danny There's Michelle A couple other people Have asked this What do you think Of the idea of Black on black crime People tend oh, to bring yes. it up When brushing
1: Police. God, wait, hold on. I lost my light, ladies. <laughs> she she knocked over her light. It's, it's, we we live we out here. We live. Um,
0: yeah, black we, on black crime. Black on black crime. People tend to bring it up when brushing police brutality under the rug. What are your thoughts?
1: Um, here's what I'll tell you. When you live in a country that has, for 400 years, um, basically cut, kept your people. Um, believing that they're nothing. If you don't value your own life, how can you value somebody's life that looks like you? Black on black crime is actually a real thing. Of course it is, right? Absolutely. Well, why aren't people talking about these crazy white boys who are shooting up schools? That's a whole bunch of white on white crime, right? People don't talk about those things. Like they want to. well, what about black on black crime? You think black people aren't mad at black people for killing black people? Of course we are, but we hold the police to a higher standard because they're supposed to be trained. They're supposed to be able to de-escalate. We absolutely are pissed at our communities, but let's think about our communities. Systemic racism, one, it teaches us that uh, black girls, you're not pretty enough. Uh, You're not smart enough. Oh, you know how you can be successful? Be a basketball player. Ooh, Instagram model. When the world is constantly reinforcing things that make you not feel like you're anything, why on earth would you care if you killed somebody that looked like you? Black on black crime is a real thing, but it's also a huge part of
0: racism mm. Okay, That I think that's an amazing answer and, and one I think that sums it up For a lot of people Sarah mm-hmm. uh, also wants to know Danielle, I have a question That may seem really silly But you said I could ask anything I want to be re- yeah. a, a real ally I'm doing what I can To learn more, read, listen But is it okay to tell black people That they matter Or that I seem Hell that, yes. I, that I see them and am with them, whether they are friends or strangers Is is that something that would help or hurt more? Kind of the same concept as just complimenting people randomly Because I want to be kind and show up and, and know that I care What do you think about saying that to random black people? Like, I'm with you, I support you, what do you think?
1: Okay, for starters, I can say again, I can't speak for all black people But what I will say is, any black person that I know I was driving the other day, and a... Um, she teenager she was headed had a little white girl teenager was headed to a protest and she was carrying a black lives matter sign and I literally parked my car got out mask on of course and I said baby girl and she turned to me and I said thank you so much and she lifted her sign up and she goes I'm gonna keep fighting you matter and I was like yeah girl thank you you know like because <laughs> it does awesome. like but the truth of the matter is I know black people care I do. I'm not worried about the black people. I'm worried about the white people. And there's a lot, I mean, there's white people in my, my, my Facebook post today on my personal page says, hi, friends and family, I'm trying to protect myself and my family. And so I really need you to answer these two questions. One, do you believe that black lives matter? And two, are you committed to dismantling racism? Because if you can't answer those questions, you shouldn't be here and I shouldn't be associated with you. So what I'm saying is I need to know which white people are thinking I matter. I'd much rather know that you're one of the people who think that I matter, that my life is valuable, than have to guess because right now black people are weary of white people. Mm-hmm. Tell me that you care about me so I don't have to be scared in multiple spaces.
2: Ooh. Right. Yeah. So I want to highlight some of the comments. Uh it's, some people are saying that oh I lost my train of thought. It was okay. from Mar- get it back. I lost, yeah, it's from oh right. Um Mar- Stewart. Um, it's okay, but it's not a responsibility to educate you. So a lot of people are saying, "I don't want all my white friends calling me right now." Like I'm flooded with texts and comments, and like it's your job to educate. What's a good way to show we care? Mm -hmm. That's a good point. and here's the thing, like yesterday, I did a Facebook Live and
1: I was serious. I said, listen, I have for years responded to white women in my DMs. Well, why do you say you're black when your mom is white? She's not, you assumed, but either way, okay, let's have this conversation. I have spent countless out. Here's what happens when you talk to your black friend about something you could easily educate yourself with Uncle Google, with some books, on <laughs> doing racism training. There are multiple, multiple ways for you to educate yourself, okay? When you call your black friends, when you text your black friends like, hey, is this okay for me to say, like, I know you mean well, you are literally re-traumatizing your friends. They're remembering moments where they've had awful experiences. Their toxic stress is a real thing, and your black friend's life expectancy is less than yours simply because of the racism that they have experienced in their lifetime. Do you understand? So when you bring new things, when white people are constantly in my DMs asking me to teach them, um, no. You know what? And also, if you're gonna ask a black woman to take that much time out of her day, pay her. We all got our cash apps in our our bios. You wanna have a conversation with me? Okay, but understand the trauma that you're putting me through. And I am such a lover. Like, I just want to teach people. And I know there are a lot of people who were like, don't ask me, it's not my job. Yeah, and I feel that, I really do but also I understand like being nervous and being frozen. I don't, I'd rather tell you than you not show up at all. Yeah, that's amazing. But that's just, but that's just me. So trust and believe there are a lot of black people out here who don't want you asking them the questions. And the reason why is because there's multiple books. There's, there's white fragility, read it. Okay. There There's so many books. There's so many resources, Rachel Cargill follow her on Instagram. Yeah, she's there really are good. so many ways to learn. Your black friends are not your teachers.
0: I want to bring in Marcia Dyson Who we talked to Marcia is an amazing Inspiring Inspiring woman Like everybody on here tonight Marcia is the founder Of Women's Global Initiative She's been a social activist Since the 70s She's the author Of the upcoming book A reverent memoir Of a grown ass woman I love this woman I know that's right She's amazing And I thought Marcia
3: (laughs) Marcia (laughs) Oh my god I'm enjoying this conversation. It is so lively. Uh, It's engaging. It's more importantly, it is informative. You know, I was listening to you, young lady about having to educate the white people. First of all, you know, back from my generation, maybe for the younger people since they extrapolated well, let's say they never put our history and our struggles completely from slavery on to Jim Crow to civil rights movement and so on. So that you might not have amnesia like the people back in my day, be just ignorant because you were never taught it. But then I don't give you a pass because you young people, y'all all over social media. You go to our movies, you get to our songs, you got our butts, you got our lips, you try to get your hair, you got the lipstick and everything doing everything. You gotta like okay. So you get the, the place of pretending you don't know us. Now your parents may have made our predicament, but you have appropriated our predicament and through our culture. So Stop playing the game, you know, and don't touch black women's hair. That I do know. Oh, girl. So it's for real. So we need, I mean, there's some places like in the Smokies. I mean, people forget about the Dakotas and Wyoming and all them places. So maybe you never seen a black person. I doubt it because, again, because of social media. The box office with uh, Tiffany Haddish or Kevin Hart or with There's a watch to prove that you have insight someone into our life even though it's romanticized through these films and surely our music every time you you know you go all the way up at a dance club right or you single lady in it or you in formation I mean nobody missed Beyonce's Coachella thank you oh that was amazing right. So don't tell us that you don't know us and what we do, because every artistic expression, somewhere in it, gives a clue to our identity and our importance. Now, our important, real portraits really matter when it comes to cash, right? So I heard, you know, somebody says like, you know, I want you to sew up a sign that says you care, like Black Lives Matter. Okay, here I'm old school again. No, you can set us, uh, throw up what you all throw up. Me a dollar sign. I'm for 40 acres of a mule, but I want it on Park Avenue. My mule, I want a jet Like You know, I just always want to get jet Okay, reparations. <laughs> okay. So I don't care if you don't care because I know that you, the majority, and this is when I'll give you white people a pass as I. Like, go through Chevy Chase and Bethesda, and you act like, I mean, you were sweating, nothing was happening except for that, you know, police car you may have heard. Nothing was <laughs> happening in the world. If you haven't been with us collectively, even though I kind of tease out the young people, yeah, you're in the dance club, but when you get a little bit older, you may not have mingled, even if you're in corporate life, you know, you may have Billy Bob over, you know, banana or something, and you have your little, you know, asparagus and stuff like that. <laughs> the reality of our life you may not got because most black people came from something. I don't care how important or rich a black person may be. I bet if you step 10 people back in their family, somebody's been to jail, whether it was uh, uh, a misdemeanor or a felony, or if it was a distant relative, somebody right now, if you're one of their fluent families, you know, you're taking care of everybody and their mama's mama, right? Yep. And so it's a little bit kind of different, but to the people, you, you render not so much I think invisible is just that there is no interaction with you to be empathetic because you've seen the, oh you got got LeBron James, oh my God, you had Obama and his swagger and Michelle in the White House, right? And you had Oprah writ large all over the place. And like I said, you mentioned a, a cultural icon. So everybody, when I travel internationally, you know what, Sarah and everybody else, they say, you know, wow, you guys got it made. I said, no, you're looking at like the hundred, Folks, there's like 30-something million of us, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, and 20% of us live below the poverty line in America. Be be real. But I think that the one thing that really uh, can help, you know, to end racism first, is not just talking about it. You have to have empathy for an individual. And because mm-hmm. they have that mindset that we've made it, and we haven't made it, just because we can dress this shit up, which we always have done. I remember mm-hmm. back in the 50s, in order for me to go downtown Chicago, I had to dress like, like I was going to church on Sunday, just like a yep. little bit in Alabama, Mississippi. Wow. Yes. So you have to have empathy um, for calls like, hey, we do pets. Do you know there are more laws to protect pets than there yes! are? Yes. Regardless of your ethnicity, right? They will put your butt in jail if you electrocute a dog, right? It, they, okay,
1: to, to add on to that, they michael vick spent more time in jail michael vick has been and don't get me wrong okay i don't mess with michael vick because i like animals too but i also really like black people okay so when we look at things like how they did michael vick (laughs) and then we look at how so many they put michael vick in for fighting dogs in jail philando castile's murderer where he at yeah yeah. Oh, Trayvon ideas. Martin I mean I cannot believe
0: George Zimmerman Remains a free person Right Marcia If you can Some people just Are having a hard time Hearing you I don't know if you can Get any closer But everything you have to say We want to capture And we want right. that better? I think that'll be, be- Yes absolutely Um, right. And a lot of people Still have questions So maybe both of you Danny and Marcia Dyson If you guys are joining mm-hmm. Our stream live tonight We are doing an Ask uh, them anything Ask these beautiful women Anything about race Even if you're a little shy about asking it Um, Rachel wants to know How do you both feel about unconscious racism And I think she's also referring to Sort of microaggression Which I have a question about Because I think as a white woman You don't always know you're being microaggressive But maybe you disagree So talk to us about What is unconscious racism and microaggression
3: Well, I would say Sometimes when I go into Oh, in my home I live in a diplomatic area, and somebody knocks on the door, and they actually look at me and ask me, Is the lady of the house in? <laughs> or I can go to Sex Fifth Avenue, and I have a black card. Don't get impressed because you still got to pay them the bill at the end of the month, right? Okay, real charge. <laughs> I can buy the whole get up store out. I can't pay for it at the end of the month. And you choose still to ignore that still happens here in the district of Columbia. So I think it's those small kind of things uh, as well. And then I just think it's it's the total complacency about the plight. And you know, really, this is when it's not about race. I think there really is this divide between the have and the have nots. It's just that. At the bottom, that have not happened to be my tribe, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this sort of ambivalence about somebody who's not in your class and you can just overlook them. I see it when I walk in Bethesda. I'm used to it. Most black people, we used to saying hello. You know, we try to look somebody in the eye. And I swear, I get, almost feel deflated when I do that. Even young people, you know, yeah. I, know and I know we got the mask, but okay, so we're moving the ride. But like, most people think I'm Latin, right? And yeah hello for you and I think it's just this whole thing in America but when it really comes to us when it really comes to the dark, let's talk about the darker the few of my trot the doctor you are uh, in your pigmentation if black people you really do get it worse because I think some reason they think that there's a barometer of color in mm. uh, complexion that makes you more you know acceptable appeasable so I won't ignore that either though I didn't understand it because if you line up my brothers and sisters, we go from most white to white to every hue. But it's sort of like meter, you know, oh, this one is better and that one is not. And I, I think that those kind of things are are in play as well. I also um, add to
1: that, yes, I, Danny, I think that stories are really important. And I think, you know, I think what happens is when people think of racism or when they say I'm not racist, they're thinking about um confederate flag waving screaming the n-word doing all these things they don't think about those microaggressions right they don't think about the fact that so my partner jeff and i went into starbucks um the barista was awesome he was talking to the white woman ahead of us hi ma'am how are you what can i get you you know lady answers oh you know i want a mocha latte chocolate latte whatever she wanted i don't drink coffee i drink tea so i don't know but she was ordering this right they're having a pleasant conversation. Jeff and I are standing there talking to ourselves, waiting for her. Well, thank you, ma'am. I hope you have a next, you know, awesome day. She walks away. Hey, yo, what y'all want? Though, what you want to order? Though, I was like, what is wrong <laughs> with people? Wait, is this barista <laughs> white? Yes. Oh my god. I was like. Jeff and I legitimately looked at each other, and I I had to stifle a laugh because I didn't know. I was like, "What's happening right now?" And I was like, "Ooh!" And then me, I'm just talking regular, you know. I'm like, "Well, I would like a venti chai tea latte with soy milk." What y'all got going on this weekend? I know y'all about to turn up, and I'm like, "I don't know what's happening here right now, but this right here, this ain't it. That what? is microaggression, like you, because okay. because what happens is people." People are ignorant themselves. And for whatever reasons, when you sound educated or you speak, like, English properly, they automatically think, like, Black people have to be biologically ghetto or something. So I've gotten more times than you could possibly imagine. How come we don't talk Black? Want your life back?
0: Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. conception for her conception for him and the conception bundle that's eu natural on amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off conception for her conception for him and the conception bundle with the promo code fraser20 that's f r a s e r the numbers 20 how ironic F.S. at checkout. That's T.S.F.S. at H.E.R.O. dot
1: C.O. What? You can't speak a color. Those types of microaggressions are ridiculous. Stop. Stop watching movies and thinking that that's the only way that black people are. Stop putting us in a box. You don't look at white people and be like, oh, you don't sound like a hillbilly. What happened like no you don't we don't do that to y'all stop doing that to us
0: Uh, Danny I want to follow up with a question and then get Marcia's thoughts on this too Sarah wants to know she says it's amazing to me this is this is uh, the comment How many times I've said hello to a black individual when I'm on a walk or a run And they seem surprised that I even looked their way or smiled let alone spoke to them Can you elaborate on that okay why would
1: that be Danielle, because you wouldn't believe the amount of times I say hi, I smile at white people and they literally turn their head or 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 walk faster. I say hi to everybody. My, my mama taught me, like, you don't see somebody and not speak. Every time I see a person, I say, hello, have a good day. How are you? I just keep on walking. I don't know how if you know how deflate like you said, you said it feels def- like, you feel like you're deflated, like you cannot believe that somebody couldn't even say hi to you. So when you bet we are surprised when we're walking down the street and when an older white person says hi to me, I legit want to give them a hug. Like, I'm like, you've been through some shit and you still want to say hi to me. Come on, like you live through it. And like, I legit want to be like, thank you. And that's a problem. I shouldn't have to thank you or want to thank you because you said hi to me. But I
3: do. I'm, I'm like, wow, that's so nice. <laughs> like a that's simple a hello.
1: Real-
0: Marcia, add to that.
3: No, that was the point I was making earlier when I said I would go out and speak and they wouldn't speak. But then I would go and probably do what white people do like. Oh, that's a nice white person, because I do think like, wow, that was a nice white person who stopped to in- engage, and, you know, we have our good white friends, because those who know you work on a home-site type of one-on-one experience, or you work in the same field, mostly in nonprofit arenas, where you have compassion for everybody. But yes. you know, I just, just said, wow, you know, that was nice, that white lady, if I'm on a plane or something, we're chatting it up, and I do, I remember getting off the plane, come my because you know, I just had a nice conversation with this white woman, you know, I don't say, You know, it was really pleasant, you know, and she told me to keep in touch with her and she really, you know, mentioned, and now when I think about it, wow, I'm wondering, do I, maybe I do want these white people attention myself, I'm so glad when they stop and not pat me on the head, but do recognize my humanity. Your existence. Your existence. Yes.
0: Um, uh, Cassie wants to know. She says, "I have a bit of a tough question for the women. I'm trying to be an ally, but I also have family and friends that are officers. They all agree a change is needed, and what has been happening in the system is wrong." How Be an ally but also support my family Friends aka the good cops I know that the response all Lives matter hurts the black lives matter Movement because all lives matter means Nothing unless white people like myself Can say black lives matter too I Want to show support but I also I think uh got Cut off there but I think she wants to say also wants To support her uh, police Family members what do you Think of that Well well, first of all As black people
3: are who have. Black family members who are officers. I mean, I was on a phone call this morning with a police chief saying like, look, you know, we're an organization. You know, we want to get more out into our community. We understand that there's a abusing of the blue men in uniform, but we love our community. And, And by the way, there's some white officers who feel the same way. In fact, we're so concerned about how this thing is brewing that we just don't want to be so fatigued like the doctors and nurses in the hospital who are trying to combat, you know, COVID virus and and saving lives, that we want to be able to save lives, too. Because at the end of the day, if there's some criminality going on with you, black, white, Latino, whatever, who are you going to call for law enforcement? Because this is a land of the lost, the Ghostbusters, I don't think so, so that is, so what she's feeling, we have to feel like, you know, uh, uh, the cops are bad, but not my brother, not my uncle, not my father, not my uncle, you know, so you have all of these little asterisks, and I think that that is a conversation that we have to have, because if we try to say that all police officers are bad, and I I will not go for that narrative come hell or hot water, because I think we do need law and order, because if you don't have the law and order by the police, you're going to get uh, the National Guard, right?
0: Yeah. And
3: if the National Guard doesn't work, then you're going to get the military, and the military are trained. For combat against foreign folks, and you become the enemy because it's wired in their brain. They don't see territory, they don't see anything. They're gonna come in there and act like we're foreign folk and do what they do in, in war. So, we need to have in the midst of this this sort of conversation. So, I, I think that you should be able to tell your family members like, I have to speak to NOVA, which is a national organization of law, black law enforcement. We do love you, but what we need you to do is come and show yourself up a little bit more, right? And for that young lady, you have that compassionate wife, off law enforcement officer that maybe they can like take a picture with you and say that we care because we need that just for to maintain or really to reconstruct civility and have that, uh, relationship and then too, you know, on the cops side, we do know that a lot of these people who will become police officers are um, under post traumatic stress because i come from military. Yes, uh, and a lot of issues. There's a high suicide rate, right? And so I think about that too. What is, you know, when we talk about police reform, some of the things that I'm working on. What is the mental status of this individual, which we allow to be on the course so immediately to your question tell that person to take a picture what you say that we care, but at the same time we have to have law and order we want to do our job and we want to do it right and we want to do it with you. We want to restore order and restore community relations and do the job to protect and serve while we through our other agencies take care of those poor cops. We hope to do it and more expeditiously than black people have noticed in the past. And also, it's okay to
1: call out. I'm an educator, okay. I am an educator. I am. My commitment is to the kids, okay. Mm-hmm. So if you know that while I'm in school, if I see people snatching up kids, if I see something happening, it is my duty as an educator and a protector of children to say something. So it doesn't matter. Like we have to call like good cops for only good cops. They start calling out the bad cops. Right. You just put your. You can't put your hands over it. I am. I, listen. I have black cop family members. I have firefighters that are black in my family. Sure. And Right now, they're going through it, and I feel that. But at the end of the day, if you are not, everyone must be held accountable. So, all, like, like I, like they just now finally arrested all of the other uh, murderers, George Floyd's murderers. Yep. You know why they arrested them? Because you have to be held accountable. If you can watch somebody murder someone and you don't do anything, you're equally to blame. So for all the good cops out there, we love you. We are show up, do it. I see cops all across the country right now kneeling with protesters. Yes, they are. They are finally taking a stance. So now it's time for you to hold your brothers and sisters in the law accountable. Because when you do, then people will start to regain their trust in your in the law enforcement. Period.
0: Uh, Danielle I'm going to throw this to you and then if Marcia you'd like to jump in a couple of questions about digital blackface can you explain what digital blackface is Uh, and then people want to know what the difference is between cultural appropriation and cultural appreciation so Danielle why don't you start
1: So digital blackface is basically like, um, let's say you and your, you know, you and your friends or we have a group thread and we're constantly talking to each other, but you are finding all the memes that you want to find, but they're all black people because black people, um, as a, it, culturally we're very expressive um you know we are we we're just like fun happy people right like we get in trouble we get kicked off the. Of, um we get kicked off the of trains because we're too loud and all we were doing is laughing we are told we can't go in the quiet car because they just don't think we can be quiet there are multiple things um, so digital blackface is let's say sarah you and i are, are texting each other back and forth and you're like, oh, that's so funny. And all you're sending me is NeNe Leakes, like with her crazy mouth open with a <laughs> laugh. And you're like using all these black, um, you just have to be mindful. Like it is almost making us into caricatures and we're still people. Like if you don't, if you, there are memes that look like you, there are white girls that also laugh. You I'll I'll be saying. happy to to be one for you. Yes, so ah, ah. You know, it's, it's basically just like taking on, you know. Marcia said this. She said you you use our culture, you do this, you do that. Um, you know, it's it, you have to be mindful of representation, the images that you're using, and you you have to understand that you are a part of stereotyping and things like that. Because or when you start doing, you know, different things because Black women do it, or you're doing like. You have to be mindful of your actions. We're not doing that because we think it's cute. It's who we are. It is our culture. Okay, so when we see you mimicking us, that doesn't make us feel good. We're like, what? What? Like, what are you doing? Like, we're not. We don't just do this for fun or to get likes. This is who we are. So what about? So where's the line of cultural appropriation
0: and then cultural appreciation?
3: But the cultural approach is taking part of our culture and then putting it on like the mask that we wear now, right? It's, and it's not necessarily visual, it can be verbal like people talking about they got hot sauce in their bag. Right. Okay, or, or other slogans that some politicians have used just recently for real. Or, you know, back in our day, we had Chuck Berry, but you would have sworn that Elvis Presley started the hill shaking and rocking and rolling. Thank you you know, boys to men, but then you can have the ballads of the Jonah uh, boys, and they've gone off to, you know, soar into the stratosphere. And boys to men are like men, almost old men. So, you know, so it's mm. the ballad singers and stuff like that. So it's appropriation of the culture and which one can usually benefit financially from. Appreciation is where you could say, like, you know, I just enjoy the aesthetic, the the relevancy of the contribution that you're making mostly to art forms. Right. And then appropriation, just like Danny was saying is uh, is the whole language. You know, it's, it's if, if to, uh finds what's his name, the show that uh, with friends, can you imagine friends and they're all speaking black talk? And right. you have some shows like that now, which is very disconcerting, because we would be pimps up that we started speaking like, you know, oh, even if we took on the Dominican role, right? Yes. That We have this sort of fight within like how come they have, uh, you know, the black women in England playing Harriet Tubman? So we do understand that, but we are still in the same families. And so we're still in the same tribe, and it's totally different if you try to put like darken like they used to date used to jock Elizabeth Taylor, they jocked somebody else to place. Like, yes, that's, that's
0: really good. I actually thought digital blackface was when now you see a lot of women on Twi- on TikTok that are white, but they almost use like you know, a blackfishing.
1: Okay, that's called black fishing. That's black fishing. That's when you can't tell, like, they're almost, you can't tell that they're white girls anymore. They right. look like black women. That's called black fishing. So black fishing is when these, here. here's not only just black fishing, cultural appropriation, all of that. Here's the problem. Justin Timberlake does a lot of black music, okay? If you are going to, and and I'm sorry, no, I'm not sorry. I'm going to say this, and I mean this. How censored do I need to be, Sarah? Don't be said. Sen- oh my God, we're like no censored at all. Okay. Um, I'm not, gonna. okay. Oh, well, if you are going to- You can say it, say it. If you are gonna wear Black Lives Matter t-shirts and fuck black men, but not say anything when you see racism right in front of your face, you're culturally appropriating if you have a uh, listen it doesn't matter if you're dating black men and you can't be racist my grandmother married two black men okay when it wasn't even legal she was still racist as hell trust and believe it is very possible people like you know kim kardashian Whose entire brand is based Off of black culture but she Really okay. said She just finally came forward and said Some stuff about black lives but right. You're a black man you got black Babies y'all y'all are you Literally have morphed into black women but, And you still won't say anything Why do that you think appropriation. Kim Kardashian has made a hundred Million
0: dollars and her sisters as well As blat- blatantly Ripping off black women and yet They're called out by it but nobody seems to care I mean they, they never get Canceled they, they never get canceled They
1: continue that's to racism. make money that's Racism absolutely that's because, racism. because Let a black woman steal something From a white woman oh she'd be Canceled so quick I just want to Give you the perspective but you Know Marcia, you have brought you Have brought up uh, Obama and Michelle and Michelle if we just thought about This I don't know Donald Trump got What like four kids like three Different baby mamas right yes if Barack Obama had multiple wives and multiple baby moms. Do you think he would have been president? No. If 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 Barack Obama, prior to being elected, said grab him by the pussy, do you think he would have been elected? No. 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 That is racism. And the fact of the matter that the country is still. I'm not understanding it, I, I, I don't believe that. You don't want to understand. You're comfortable in your privilege. You're comfortable in that racist bubble. But if you can really say, oh, yeah, he, no, there is no way if Barack Obama said, if Barack Obama wore the wrong color suit on Easter one year and they fried his ass. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. No.
0: Marcia, do you want to add to that? And then I, I have a, a woman who is white who, um, oh. Wants to know about the Statement of not seeing race But Marcia would you like to Add to that
3: She said that she does not See race
0: Yes the The next question is Amanda this one's a kind of A sensitive one so I'm Curious to see how you Ladies answer she says I Commented on YouTube not Sure if my question was Seen Amanda we are seeing It she says as a white Woman how How is it possible for our message to be that Every race matters I want to Be able to get that message that I Care about every person I don't see Race I see a person I know that commenting All lives matter Isn't well received even With the best of attentions would a Hashtag every race matter Be received well
1: no It wouldn't what's her name Amanda Amanda with Love here's the thing My daughter has a chronic illness, okay? This is the best way I can explain this to you. First of all, you would never look at me and say, I don't see you as a woman because my womanhood is a big part of who I am, right? Just like my blackness. My daughter is five years old. She has a chronic illness. She is a tiny little human. She has to struggle every single day. You need to see her as a person. You also need to see her illness because when you don't see her illness, you completely erase her struggle. She vomits in her sleep three to five times a week. She shits like 12 times a day. She is in failure to thrive. She cannot keep food in and she's not digesting anything. So when you tell me, oh, I don't see your baby as a cr- having a chronic illness, I just see her as a kid. No, you better see her and her illness because her illness and the fact that she's surviving that illness makes her a warrior. If you don't see my blackness, you do not see me. You, I need you to see my color. It's a part of my identity, it's my existence. You can't take that away. I think that, Marcia, add to that,
3: yeah, my uh, 12-year-old granddaughter made a statement to her mother today, which is on Myesha Dyson's Instagram, and she was trying to, you know, figure out to tell people about why Black Lives Matter is so important to her. She gave the scenario if she was hurting and was wounded in the classroom, a kid, a Black boy or a girl, and they needed a Band-Aid, and the teacher was saying, well, I going to give everybody in the classroom a Band-Aid because it's only fair, and she says, but it's not fair because only I'm bleeding, Right. Why- and that's it. And that's another thing, you know, we used to talk about, and you don't even use this anymore as America being this melting pot. And I used to always be objective uh, to that because for me, you know, if you can imagine the America being a melting pot, that's like eating puree baby food. I like the chunks. I want to see the carrots. I want to see the peas. I want to taste the onions. I want to see the mushrooms. And I don't believe in that. Make everybody feel comfortable. I I like the differences. I like the diversity of who we are. It's the reason why I travel. I don't want to leave America and go to Paris and it looks like Paris. I mean, you know, it looks like you know America looks yeah. like DC. And the same thing with our individuality as well. I want you, like she said, to see my life I want you to hear my flavor, flavor. I don't want you to appropriate it because I very seldom. My best language is not English. It's theology. All right, I can I'm, I'm like A plus on that one because life is so profound and profane uh, to me. So for her, uh, I think it's just best to stay in line. Yes, you. For you, all lives do matter. But America has divided us so much so, and we're such under the literally the behind the eight ball that if we don't keep showing up, you will knock us off the pool table because we're just that. Invisible for so long or just not worthy so long that our bodies post slave labor has no meaning to the global or to the national economy of life, because our body, you know, at the end of the day bodies are are human are the greatest capital is human capital and collectively we've been knocked off of that money radar by the next minority which is larger than ours when you talk about human couple. So we need you to see us like I do see you. You know, I used to go around say so like I see white people, you know, on U Street, which was phenomenal. I mean I remember a white woman running down the street five years ago on T Street while I was transitioning or that yet gentrifying. And I was going to call the cops on the brother and wait for him to follow her. He's like, damn a white woman's coming some, some black man gotta be chasing her. Right? But you know she got so comfortable. In the hood, that's what I'm saying, like, you are a fool you that know about us. You're comfortable with us. You run in the neighborhood. When I wouldn't even run, I'm telling on my little black self. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. I wouldn't even run. That's why I was about to call the pop <laughs> <laughs> On the black man, I need to see because a white woman running the neighborhood. <laughs> in front of Reverend Jackson's house at 10, 30, 11, 30, there's nothing like, damn, she's free or somebody following her,
0: you know? we're continuing we're continuing to get a lot of questions. Sarah also asks, I think sometimes I use black women in my gifts in my um gifts that I send or whatever, because I feel like I can relate to them more in many cases, but maybe I should not. What are your thoughts?
1: That goes back to the, the you know the digital blackface. I just think like if you're only using black women, you are appropriating. I think that they're like i don't I don't think it's as cut and dry as like don't ever um I have a friend um Darian and she never Uses them she refuses she just Find she said I'll find a picture and she Always sends um, Pictures of white women like she's like this is just what It is I don't want to I she's just very Mindful and I just think that there's a There's so much research out there okay um, You got to do all that research You got to pay attention to those things You know this is the conversation can't Stop with one conversation You can't you know there are So many ways to educate yourself I Think the world is finally waking up I, I am so sad that George Floyd was murdered, but my God, what has happened since? Yeah.
0: I know and that video of his Daughter you know He's
1: gonna change the
0: world oh my God she is such an angel I mean she's such an angel you know We can go all night long there's There continues to be a lot of questions and I know you, you both of you ladies will Will help us answer but I do want to get to um, Are there specific resources That both of you recommend D- uh, Danielle you already brought it up um, White fragility um, how yes. to be An anti-racist book And uh, on instagram i love rachel cargill the voice
1: rachel cargill for sure she is fantastic people tell it like it is and if you are uncomfortable that means something push into that discomfort there are um you can literally google this is what i did there's there's like a course called woke 101 okay give you a list of books that you can read to start undoing your own racism, undoing your own um, internal racism, your own internal oppression. There are books upon books upon books, but yes, absolutely, um, you know, white fragility is a start. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, there are so, what I'm telling you, what's your one, I you want
3: to see that one, that's not what
1: I'm, tears this we
3: can Michael Eric Dyson's book, which he's been all week on television, uh, New York Times bestseller. Yes. Cannot stop, serving to White America by Michael Eric Dyson. It's a very emotional telltale with some things that you can do to help uh, get your road on to ending racism. It's not a workbook. It is uh, more of a mind releasing and to give you some ideas of what we've been going through. And the reason why the title is Tears We Cannot Stop because often we find ourselves in these pregnant, pregnant pauses Of just weeping, not rivers of tears, but ocean of tears, not just because of the incidents around police brutality, but the mass incarceration the lack of jobs, inferior education on an elementary level. So we need this sermon to white America. So tears we cannot stop. Michael Eric Dyson, a sermon to white America.
1: Yes. Also, um, there's a bunch of stuff. Okay. Maybe you're not into reading. Cool. There's podcasts. (laughs) Netflix specials. 13. Ava DuVernay. They're like, you like 13 the the central park five watch it
3: oh there's god there's
1: so many yeah. things that could help we should give a list to
3: sarah and sarah you listed between danny and i we could give you a list and you can put them on for your uh, uh, yes,
0: we will. We will absolutely share. And I, and I learned so much from Rachel Cargo. I didn't realize, and, and this is talking about being uncomfortable. I, I didn't realize that that a lot of black people are tired of hearing white people when they tell them stories of racism. White people go, oh, wow. And I'm so guilty. I've done that tonight. I'm trying to retrain myself to stop going, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's like, it, it's so, it's like really, like. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I, I'm so guilty of that.
3: We get uh, the sentiment uh, but no. a nice woman that wrote a great book that embodies the whole mess in America and that's mm-hmm. the former President hopeful, Marianne Williamson. Her book The Healing of America is a must-read. Okay.
0: Oh, that's, must- that's a good one. Healing of America.
3: Uh, Marianne yeah. Williamson's uh, uh, The Healing of America because you you know there's a scripture that says how, how can the righteous uh, be saved, if the, found, if the foundation is destroyed, How what will the righteous do? And for us trying to do the righteous work on a faulty foundation, whether it's our Constitution, the law set with the forefathers, Holy Jim Crow, it's... It's like walking, you know, in high heel shoes, knowing that the heel's going to break, right? Mm-hmm. You need to kind of, you can read this by a white woman, you know, at the same time, read the the read the books that Danny is recommending and the podcast and all these things. I mean, it's everywhere. So anybody said that they can't find something to help them weigh their way out of this uh, a brown paper bag called us, a black paper bag. You really have your head in the sand because it is all in your face and not in black face. Yeah.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. I love that I, I wanted to say That don't really purchase a lot of books From Amazon there's a lot of black Owned bookstores that are offering like they, They've been putting up their website so purchase it from there D.C. Mahogany Bookstore is a Great bookstore it's um, African American Owned so go there and purchase that from there That's what um, That being said
1: there are so many women who fo- who follow me and are constantly asking me questions that are clearly told in my book. It's like you love me. You're by, read my book. You will buy uh, what's her name? Glennon Doyle. Is that her name? Glennon, Glennon Doyle. Doyle uh, yes. yes. You will follow her. Y'all, y'all, y'all right now, but you you will not buy black women's books. And then let me tell you something else. I really recognize how Netflix feels. You know how one person has right. a copy and a hundred people are on it. Yes. Okay. Listen, I get that, I think, but, like, you don't understand what it puts into, like, if a black woman writes a book, and she gets it published, and she does all these things, and you buy it, you as a white woman buy it, and then you pass it to Sarah, Cindy, Kathy, uh, all these people all around, you are not putting money into black pockets. Racism exists also because we are impoverished and because it's hard to get out of poverty because you keep putting your white dollars into only white systems and organizations. Hey, go ahead, Sarah. Where should we buy your book Danielle so you get paid for your Danny.
0: And talk about your cash Up you know Danny's daughter is going Through you know has been battling A severe immunity issue for many Many years and every time you come On this show I hope we can raise money and Because your daughter needs Ongoing surgeries and treatment So please Danny promote
1: where people can donate And buy your book thank you you Can um, the the best way to buy my Book for me to get the most money is either From me you can DM me but also itasca books amazon uh, what's his name jeff bezos he got a whole lot of money he don't need more. no nope, so just... itasca, if you just look if you just look up empathy and eyebrows and you search search itasca books it's a minnesota it's a minnesota company so money will also go back to minnesota and they are also giving money to george floyd and everything like this so yes itasca books my cash app is the little sign and just Danny Star D A N N I S T A R R Marcia, do you have a cash app? Because when you have to sit here and you have to do that, please tell us your cash app because black women are done doing stuff for free.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> cash app Marcia L. Dyson. Okay, we're okay, gonna put that.
1: those up on social media.
0: Mar- me, definitely.
3: I really
1: think that people don't understand. Like you, you know, you're paying for Netflix that you want educate your you know, there's so many free things, but when you keep when you're constantly in my DMs and I love you and I want to educate you, I don't think you understand the emotional turmoil it takes to constantly educate people.
3: That's that, You want to show me that you care my throw up the sign, cash, right? Yes. If you want to yes. show me that here, buy my book. Donate to my daughters,
1: go fund me. We struggling over here, okay? And we're still trying to help you. That's They're
3: killing you us and we're trying day. to help you. And, I want to hear about Your daughter's situation So DM me okay I absolutely guy. will Yes I absolutely will Ladies this has
0: been So amazing People do keep saying To vote 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 um, yeah. Vote 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 vote, vote. Uh, We're so grateful You guys As they mentioned Please support and These fabulous women They have given The time tonight To talk about And answer all of Your questions on race So the cash app Please cash app Danny if you can It's Danny Starr On cash app And it's Marcia L. Dyson We're going to promote them on it social to Danny. media.
3: It Danny oh, you
0: are so beautiful. Um, you amazing, amazing. Please
1: help if you can, Danny. I has a <laughs> sister. <laughs> when this, when they open up the outside, I'm gonna connect with you and I'm gonna feed your soul as well. Thank you, sis. For real, you're gonna make me. I appreciate you. All right.
0: Love please, a- a- AJ and I can't thank you enough I mean, this has just been so, so amazing Tons of people in the comments are thanking you You know, at one point we had 200 people on It's just truly changing the world So thank you both for your
1: time You're Can you I Thank you, guys For sure, thank you, Sarah Can I end with one
2: thing? Yes, please
1: Yes, as a person, um from Minnesota, okay? This is the second person I watched die live on the internet, literally live. I, I not streamed, okay? Because when I opened my Minnesota feed, it was live on the internet. I watched Philando Castile die live. I did not even realize that I was watching and then I watched him die. I watched George Floyd die live on the internet, okay? Um, and I'm also watching my city burn. There are so many people who want to constantly keep commenting on the destruction and the fires and the looting and i understand that i don't think anyone wants things destroyed but if you are if you are more focused on the destruction we got to think about two things cause and effect okay what is the, the destruction and the looting and all of these things that is the effect but what is the cause a yeah. man his life and you are talking about building these people have insurance those buildings will be put back these black lives with hat with who now are only hashtags on the on your internet feed on your on yeah. your timelines they will never come back so i'm gonna make myself very clear and this is me and my own viewpoint i am from minneapolis i am born and raised in minneapolis it is my home i was miss minnesota 2007. But if that city has to burn down for all Black people, all people of color to be free, I'm telling you it's okay that it burns because freedom over everything, bodies over buildings. If, you, if you've if you posted about the destruction and you have said nothing about the deaths of all these murdered Black people, You are a major part of the problem, and you need to dig deep and understand that we can always rebuild, but we get one precious life, and all those lives we're taking
3: far too early. We have to do better. When we cannot act like this is foreign to America because of the Civil War, just the whites against the white, the North against the South meant that white people didn't care if certain parts of the country burned. Mm-hmm. So like it's not familiar to you but when it works towards you and not for us then there comes the rob. so lastly so, just to add on to you marcia yes freedom over everything go
1: ahead carla biggest thing ever is i don't ever want to hear any white person talking about rioting looting and destruction because y'all riot when y'all win Hot college basketball games and championships. Y'all riot when y'all, lo- like, real deal, right? Y'all set cars on fire and knock down lights, poles and things like that. And nobody's talking about that. Also, when you, well, why can't they peaceful protest? Colin Kaepernick was on his knee for how long? And y'all said it, he couldn't do it that way. So let me ask you, what is the proper way to protest?
0: Mm. I, hey, look, I'm with you. I, I think... It's bodies over buildings And you know I agree I mean it is You see Colin Kaepernick And he tried to do it that way People didn't Look And people aren't going to be happy About this conversation No matter what you do Because like Okay Like both you women said I mean it's It's Changing the entire system You know, it's changing yep. these and, and we'll do another conversation Because this is so good, it could go I was all night say, We have to talk you know, solutions to. I know We have to talk solutions, but it is, yeah. it's is—it's dismantling A lot of these organizations that These guys get in power, they help all their other White buddies, I mean, you know it, it, It's believable, but there are Still all white country clubs in this Country, I mean, there right. are still all white
3: Places, you know It's well, on, Sunday, right. on Sunday morning, the second no, sec, Place in America is the church, so that's like you can't even, you know, congregate together to celebrate your your religion and faith in a God on Sunday morning. It's not like the church, the doors of the church are open to everybody, right? -hmm. "Mm." Uh, I urge you one to vote, vote.
1: Look at all these vote. I urge you one to vote. I urge you to. If you want to know where people stand if you want to really take a a stance against racism you have to know who you're dealing with from from this no from yesterday forward i have made a commitment that any organization that i am a part of that any part look you listen if you out there dating it better be in your bumble tender profile listen it's very simple to ask a question are you committed to dismantling racism yeah okay because it's a yes or no question, and if somebody tells you no, you know what kind of person they are. You shouldn't mm-hmm. want that organizations that you're involved with, people that want you to speak, places. Uh, you you you're hiring a nanny. She seems so sweet. Oh, she's oh she misses Doubtfire. Okay, Mrs. Doubtfire. Excuse me. Are you committed to dismantling racism? Ask those questions. Dig into the discomfort. Because when you ask that, you have you know where people stand, and then you know what you can do when you know where people stand. You can hold them accountable.
3: Absolutely, right? you can hold. I mean Absolutely, in marital terms, like sign a right? Ooh, <laughs> pledge on this thing because we can get to the altar without your us clear understanding of what we can expect when you leave us or not. We want to know what we're going to be left with, and we don't definitely want to be left at the altar without this sign agreement. So I put it in the form of a pledge. pledge. So I don't say just vote. I say vote based upon your particular needs and your issues and for us vote for the right person because I'm not looking for a great orator, right? I'm not looking for what you did back in the day. I want to know what you're going to do for it. And I want you to know because I've taken people that think because you're in a party. That it's okay i don't i don't vote for a party I ain't, i'm a party girl but not when it comes to politics <laughs>
2: and, and teach your now, children know, this, is a
3: yes. this is the type of working your candidate
2: right yeah. and yeah and t- i i, I want to talk about solutions because danny it starts young it starts with the teachers it starts at home talk to your children about racism talk to your children about race and i grew up in a very diverse family It helped but it starts. Start them young, guys. Start them young. Racism is taught.
1: Racism is taught. You have got to. Yes, you have got to teach your children young. There are so many books that talk about it. You don't have to. Hey, boo. You don't have to do all the work on your own. Yeah. There are plenty of books out there that are helping you talk to your kids about racism. That are helping you. You know what? Like my my baby girl, her her best friend's name is Lucia. Lucia's mom reached out to me the other day she said I don't even know where to start but I just need to talk she said our babies are best friends we don't really know each other that well but i what do I like I'm here I see you I hear you I, okay let's go like let's she's like I'm talking to the kids today this is what I'm doing you have to talk to your kids because your kids don't see that yeah they don't see all that craziness but the world will corrupt them so you better be on it oh we have to Love do that. it again,
0: please, you guys. Yeah, um, we are. are yes. Oh my God, Marcia! Thank you, Danny Danielle, aka Danny Star. Thank you, you guys. Danny is. Um, her daughter is beautiful. Della is amazing, and she is battling some. Um, ongoing. Oh my gosh, I'm losing the word. Um,
2: immunity. I'm autoimmune.
1: Autoimmune. Yes, and, like, gastroenteritis. Less than five people in a hundred thousand have it. She just had surgery on Friday. They took pieces of her esophagus, colon, stomach, intestines. She is a trooper. I also want to shout out Marley because I don't think it's right. Della is so sick, but Marley is the best big sister in the world. It is extremely difficult to be the bigger sister of a chronically ill child. So I just appreciate y'all. And yes, I don't play these games no more because my baby is sick, and I'm not going to let her die like this. So yes, all the money If you got a little to spare Go on ahead And go ahead And cash that Please Cash app, that, please. Cash app Danny Starr
0: You guys We're gonna do this again Thank you so much so much amazing Thank you guys the the world. I love you both Dearly dearly We'll see you guys again soon You can always email Sarah S-A-R-E-H At hatefrage.com And a guide Will be going up From these two women Specifically We'll talk to you Good night Good night Everybody! Casper, Everybody!
3: Rock! Casper!